Super Friends with Eric Esquivel. All right. This is a very special episode, you guys. It's not just Superman we're talking about. It's the whole Justice League. And I'm joined today by Gary Rowland. Yes. And what podcast are you with? I, I do uh, Superman's Other Pals. Yeah. Uh, my daughter and I discuss episodes, uh, issues. I always say episodes for some reason. It works, man. They're episodic. But, um, the every issue of Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Speaking of, Jimmy Olsen was in this movie. Did you know that? I've heard that he's in it. I did not see him sort of front and center in any real way. And the police station with the Flash when he's being uh, brought in to see his father, that actor is the Jimmy Olsen from the Chris Reeve era. Oh, right, 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 right. He's the guy who's also, isn't he also like Supergirl's dad? Oh, is he? Not? Oh, no, that's Dean Kane, isn't he? Isn't that Dean no. Kane? No, no, no. Oh, because he was in the Supergirl film, too, as Jimmy Olsen. He's now, that, that actor has been in more Superman films than any other actor, more than Chris Reeve and everything. Right. Yeah, pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, so Justice League, we saw it. Yes, we did. Separately. Separately. But I, I felt your presence Thank from you. across the multiverse. Thank I was you. like, Gary's seeing this right now. And Gary, you dug it. I did. I thought it was, you know, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, when I when it was all over, I was like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> you know, I had heard a lot of like weird stuff about it. But, you know, ultimately, I thought it was good because like, you know, uh, I liked that they brought in Steppenwolf. All right, yeah, let's get right to it. Steppenwolf, the most iconic DC villain. I remember when I was a little kid, my Steppenwolf unders that I had, you see a lot of Steppenwolf tattoos out on the street, a lot no. of Steppenwolf bedsheets. People just love Steppenwolf. The Joker, people don't know that much. Lex Luthor, no, no idea. Darkseid, who's that? Steppenwolf, right. that's the way to go. Everybody for a loves. But then again, I always like when they bring in like the weird villains and like like the lesser known villains. Yeah. Like I love, like I just want like one time for like Batman. You know, to have like Clock King. <laughs> I'm fighting the crazy quilt today, you right, guys. Right, exactly. Played by I'm, I'm fighting Condiment Man. Yes. You know, just like any yes. any sort of odd, you know, because I think that uh, uh, people are way too um, obsessed with the Joker. Sure, sure. But um, because, the, you know, there are just so many other, it's like, you know, with Spider the Spider-Man movies, and it's always like, it's always got to be the Green Goblin and, mm-hmm. and the Lizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, and Lex Luthor for Superman stuff. Exactly. We've seen him a billion times, and so having Steppenwolf is fresh. Yeah. Exactly. You know, they were just like, let's just bring in somebody else who not everybody knows. Mm-hmm. And it's very similar in the way, like in Guardians of the Galaxy and the, the Marvel Universe is... You know, Thanos is behind the scenes, and every once in a while we see him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he never sort of steps in and takes up. Yeah. yeah. He um, he's the Dick Cheney exactly. Of the Marvel he's universe. he's behind the scenes. Yeah. He's pulling this the strings. He's sending out um, the guy with the hammer. <laughs> Thor? No, no. <laughs> yeah, Ronan the Accuser. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Ronan Again, the Accuser. Another iconic villain. Ro- right. Ronan the Accuser. Exactly. <laughs> the iconic villain of Ronan the Accuser. So it was. It's sort of the same principle mm-hmm. and you know he only he does reference dark side once yeah, yeah but also the way that it was said like he could very easily be it could have just meant like the dark side of the force you know yeah, like yeah. yeah yeah i went to a, a screening where i saw a parent get visibly confused because they're like is this a star wars thing like are they crossing over with darth vader right no no but uh, you know dark so side? it sets it up for dark side mm-hmm. but at the same time, at the very end, do, 
we, we're spoiling this, right? We're spoiling yeah, yeah, this yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as much as I, I really, I don't like post-credit sequences. They really bother me. Why is that? Because I have to pee. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> They're discounting their entire diabetic audience. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, oh, hey, so some fun. of us, you know, we can't stick around for the credits. Like, yeah, you know, sure. do we need to That's watch? That's some ableist nonsense. I exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... But, uh, you know, I want to actually say that I'm, I'm not diabetic. But, uh, but my I mom do, and dad are, so they both. Yeah. But I have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just had 87 ounces of Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so um, some had two of those post-credit sequences. It had a, 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 like a happy one and then like a spooky, hot topic-y one. Right. So, like, bringing in, I think that it's it's a smart move to bring in, where Lex Luthor brings in the, the concept of the Legion of Superheroes. The Legion or, of Doom. Sorry, the right? Legion of Doom. Yeah. Um, because... Like right now, Marvel, everybody is like going, okay, there's like Thanos is going to be next. Mm -hmm. So he's going to step in. Mm -hmm. And if they did a thing where here's Steppenwolf and then here's Darkseid. They're the same character. They would just be, yeah, it would just be like, they'd be like, oh, so everyone's decided that Jack Kirby's guys are going to be the ones that we all want. Yeah, yeah. They're never going to use Darkseid now because it's the same elements as Steppenwolf. It would be just more parademons and apocalypse and mother boxes and boom tubes. It's the same visual iconography. There's nothing different about him. It's true. So well, there's he's, no way they're going to use him. Well, they might bring in, I mean, they might bring in just the entire concept of the new gods. I really hope not. I feel like this movie like cashed that chip in. And, like, the Legion of Doom I'm excited for. When Deathstroke came out on that little boat at the end, um, four kids yelled, yay, Deadpool. And that was really funny to me because clearly <laughs> Deathstroke came first. It's Slade Wilson before Wade Wilson. And exactly. that was hilarious. And then, so, why was it Lex and then a character we have never seen before? I wish to God it was Harley Quinn. Right. People or the, love her or and the, she's a villain. Yeah, just, like, anybody that, like people knew dude like danny devito's penguin right <laughs> like some, that'd be really funny although i'd love to see like the cheetah the cheetah would be cool yeah beyonce is the do they cheetah. have the cheetah is, is she is not she... yet in one day no yeah yeah i'm excited for them to branch out into her weirder villains like like dr psycho and stuff like right that. yeah egg foo egg foo dude <laughs> Egg foo, the giant egg guy. Right. Yeah. So Justice League, full disclosure, initially our format for this podcast was going to be we're going to have one person who didn't like it, and then Gary's going to be the champion, because I'm sort of in the uh, in the middle. I went to the premiere in Hollywood, which was really fun, so, uh, and I feel like that influenced my ability, because they gave me free popcorn. How could I not like the movie? Exactly. You're trying to be grateful. <laughs> There's Gal Gadot's down there. So I was like, this is great because I'm having fun, but I don't know if I saw it in a vacuum, if I would dig it or not. The Superman stuff, which is why our people are here today, was sure. really interesting to me. I, In my mind, my perfect Justice League movie would have had Steel in it right now because <laughs> A, I watched the VHS copy that I owned of Steel last night, and B, because having Superman be dead opens up this discussion about what he means to the world right and, and this, the rise of several different heroes who are inspired by his death right like superboy the connor kent version which i like a lot the eradicator which would be really fun to see on screen right cyborg and then superman steel and steel, yeah, yeah like the, yeah i think it was four mm-hmm. like four arose out of the last time superman died and i love that story and, I think, and that's the most read just hands down superman story ever it's the most printed the most copies sold right the most iconic like to this generation so i feel like them in the span of two movies, they kind of shot their wad with the origin of Justice League, Dark Knight Returns, and the death return, the death of Superman, and the return of Superman. Those right. are four iconic storylines that they didn't do in 
in the span of two movies. It's really interesting. Like, what else do they have in the canon? To... Well, you know, I guess they have they have Dark Side. They have Dark Side, <laughs> but yeah, it was weird. Superman just kind of comes back, and uh, with... and and he first he's like kind of mad, but then his wife shows up and is like, "Hey, be cool." Yeah, it's funny that like he, that when we first see him, he's just like in sweatpants. He looks like just some like thug trying to go to Seven Eleven at two in the morning. Right. It's amazing. Right. I love that. And like, well, he has his his super abs. He has a super abs. It's the CW, <laughs> the movie. It's that's the he looks like uh, Macklemore. It's amazing. He's just like walking around shirtless, yelling at people. Um, yeah, it's weird, man. The mother boxes being used to bring him back was an interesting concept. It was. Because I thought that in Superman v. Batman at the end, when he's in this coffin, the pebbles start floating, and they're like, he's not dead yet. So does that come into play at all? With the, like, how does that... No, right? I'm not sure. No, I don't I don't think so. But, um, yeah. but like, the mother boxes... Um, like, that was another, like, analogous thing of, like, the mother boxes versus, like, the Infinity Stones. Yes, and, yes, um, yes, yes. So it's just like, okay, that which is another reason why they go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. But... Um, like yeah, the idea. Like first of all, you knew he was coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know, they're not just gonna be like, "Hey, we're just gonna kill Superman," and that's it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But it did feel like he sort of negates the existence of the Justice League in this because they're like, "We need to bring him back because right. we can't beat the our, our villain without him." Right. So like, uh, he so was once like, he's back, why are you still a Justice League then? He was like, um, he's like the Hulk. Yeah, where, you know, he just shows up and like cleans house. Yeah, which is a weird role for Clark Kent to have. Yeah, yeah. and he does. And I actually read an article about how, um, you know, they still haven't figured out what to do with Batman, which I don't necessarily believe. Yeah, I think that he was, you know, he does what he always does, which is, I mean, part of it, part of the problem with him is he has no superpowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except being, you know, except like, you know, and except for his analytical abilities. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, he's rich, so he can uh, yeah, he can yeah. sort of make sure he can sort of basically fund whatever needs to be funded. Yeah. And in this movie, they do a good job with that, where he creates all the vehicles they use and, and he, he funds the, the new Hall of Justice and that right, kind of thing. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, and uh, it's going to be interesting also. They must at some point they're going to bring in other heroes yeah yeah the having batman be old batman is really interesting to me because he sort of has the mentor role so a mentor doesn't really need to be the hero they don't need to be in the front lines he can just be obi-wan kenobi or right he can just like yeah like hang back and just be like all right well you know yeah i'm like a sort of like i'm getting too old yeah, yeah. For this mess. Yeah, yeah. And there's the idea that he wasted his life. They talk about it in both movies now that, that this Batman has been in where he's like, you know, I, I did the best I could at Gotham and nothing changed. And, and like I, I ruled by fear and it saved people like temporarily, but it doesn't I didn't inspire the city to achieve greater things. It's still like a hellhole. And and now he sees that there's a different way to do this. And he's right. going to teach the new guard what he learned from being the first superhero. That is always the problem that I've had with Batman as a hero and that is that um first of all if he were a billionaire and like the thing that would make him fight like he wouldn't fight crime he would like make lots of factories so that everybody had um, jobs, had jobs <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and didn't need to turn to crime yeah, and yeah. then and there's also the idea of here's this billionaire who um 
beats up a lot of henchmen, mm. and henchmen usually go to that because they are coming from uh, a disadvantaged yeah. background. So essentially, here's this billionaire swinging in and beating up poor people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the idea that like they're all just uh, felons who like can't. Right apply for a job at the mall because exactly. they're immediately disqualified because society is against them. So then, like, I guess I'll get hired by Lex Luthor. And that's sort of a genius thing by Lex. Like, he's a man of the people. He's like, I'll right. give you a job. Help, help me build this giant laser gun. Like, here's health insurance. Exactly. It's like one that episode of that, The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. He's an everyman kind of character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it's really interesting having Batman be the old mentor guy. There's some stuff that I thought they got rid of. He was supposed to, in Batman v Superman, be like this embittered, kind of like, I wasted my life, what am I doing, angry guy. And he drank for the first time we've ever seen Batman. Even in the Chris Nolan movies, when, when Bruce has liquor, he throws it over his shoulder into a plant in the Dark Knight. Right, like he doesn't really drink, yeah. Yeah, and then in the Dark Knight, uh, or in the Batman v Superman, Alfred's like, I hope that you're going to save some wine for our future Waynes, because you're you're raiding the coffers too much. And in this movie, he drinks again. After the fight, he and, he and Wonder Woman share bourbon right and they show the label on it and i was like oh is it just because some bourbon company wants like batman on their li-? like that's t- despicable like i don't know where they're going with the characterization of that guy like i thought that they had completely redeemed him right and now he's making the league but now he's still sort of like grouchy and drunk and that's well, yeah not I mean, you know but you know it's not batman but really it, it kind of like you it's not surprising. They made him funny, though, too. Like, they tried to just do everything with him. Where When he gets beaten up by Superman, Superman's like, do you bleed? And he's well, like, oh, that's, something's bleeding. That's Joss Whedon. What are your thoughts? So, Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon were the two men who directed this film. Uh, Zack had to leave because of family tragedy. And then Joss was brought in to do a lot of reshoots uh, to the right. tune of $25 million. Right. Yeah. Um. Like... <laughs> Does it always have to be Joss Whedon? I know. There are so many people in the world who are dying for Superman's or for to tell superhero stories. Exactly. And when the same guy who did the Avengers gets to Justice League, it's cringeworthy to me. Right. And now we have in comics, Brian Bendis jumped from Marvel to DC and everyone's losing their minds about it. And like, I've read a hundred thousand Brian Bendis comics. I don't know why you'd be like, DC just keeps hiring Marvel talent that's done well over there. Right. And that's like the way to get into DC now. Right. Is that you sort of, Marvel. yeah, you just sort of, and then, then they come in and they poach you. I mean, that's how they so got, weird. that's how they got Jack Kirby. Yeah. Way exactly. back when. <laughs> so it's a cultural thing. Yeah. Company culture. That's, it's so weird. So Joss Whedon, what are but, your yeah. thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want, <laughs> <laughs> At least Zack Snyder had like a vision that I didn't that was not mine, but it was interesting to see someone's unique interpretation and there right. he was unflinching in his vision. Like Man of Steel is super ju- no one else had the idea to make Superman like that. Right. So the, the thing okay, the thing I have about Joss Whedon is just like does everybody have to be so quippy? Yeah, they all sort of feel like Joss Whedon. And yeah, like it's all like, or it's, it's like reading like a Quentin Tarantino script where it's just like everybody talks like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, this is like, it's like everybody talks like Joss Whedon or like talks like Joss Whedon characters. Mm-hmm. And does it always have to be that? And it's fine, like, you know, once or twice, but like when every piece of culture that comes out either is that mm-hmm. or aspires to be that. Yeah, yeah. It starts to piss me off. It breaks the fourth wall in a way that even Deadpool doesn't. And even, like, one of the things I actually liked about Justice League mm-hmm. versus, like, you know, a play, something like the Avengers mm-hmm. is they go for, like, a higher 
ideal. Sure. Like, um, you know, the Avengers are essentially like a bunch of dudes, uh, you know, having pissing contests trying to figure out who's the coolest. Sure, sure, sure. Whereas um, with the Avengers, uh, with the Justice League, like they, like, first of all, it's the Justice League. Like they are fighting for justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're not avenging anything. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're, you know, they're fighting for like a higher ideal. And, you know, when they bring them all together, ultimately it is that higher ideal that makes it work for them. Yeah. And that ideal is what's the leader of the team. There's no like really le- human leader or character who's a leader. It's they're striving towards a goal that they right. can all see. Right. Yeah. And I'm also uh, so like and even, you know, the the uh, motley antihero of Aquaman. Oh, my who, God. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad that they made Aquaman the way he is. All right, so let's let's go one by one with each character okay. and start with Aquaman. Aquaman, the thing that defined him in this film for me was when he's walking and on the pier in slow motion and like White Snake is playing behind him or whatever, and he's drinking a, an entire bottle of liquor or vodka, and then he throws it in the ocean. And like the only thing I know about Aquaman is that he doesn't pollute the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> but he like smashes it, and, like, but he smashes it in the ocean. What? Yeah. yeah, that's oh my god! I can't believe how much they missed the mark with in my mind. But you enjoyed this this incarnation. I, it's a nineties, yeah, one. because um, it also reminded me a little bit of uh, Batman: The Brave and the Bold. I love the Brave and the Bold. Yeah, the Aquaman there, like yeah. that character of Aquaman, who's, outrageous, who is uh just kind of oblivious that everybody makes him into a joke. Sure, um, but he's like really full of valor and likes to get into scraps as easily as quickly as possible. Sure, sure, sure. Um, it's like a Viking. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I like that idea and I like that, you know, because they, you know, because he is often, I mean, the, the, the like, you know, as much as I like Super Friends, mm-hmm. Super Friends kind of ruined Aquaman. Oh, man. No way. <laughs> I, I, we're never going to get him on a giant purple seahorse and that kills me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or Topo playing the upright bass, his right. octopus friend. Like, they're never going to have him um, talk with fish. They even got the talk with fish thing out. That killed me, too, because they, they set that up and they didn't pay it off. And there's easy ways to do that. Like, if the whole movie, he's going to make fun of for talking with fish. And then in the third act, he summons a, a swarm of sharks or a giant squid. Right. Or, or something, something that awesome. would just, yeah, something that would just be like, oh. And you're like, oh, I wish I could talk to, like, right. there's some, you could pay that off in a really funny and then really, like, badass way. Like, the last hit they land on Wolf is a giant squid comes out and grabs him and then rips him in half. And, like, Aquaman did the thing. That'd be amazing. Right. But, yeah. yeah I mean, you know, but they, um, I don't know if they're going to have but he, they, they you know but they do justify his ability to speak to animals with uh you know sort of he speaks to the ocean what does that even mean um i, I, I don't know <laughs> the water speaks for i don't know what that means i don't know but yeah. um also like that's sort of the way they communicate with each other because like they used to i mean the in the the thing is usually that they're all telepathic but um but now um i guess they use the ocean as a medium that was so annoying so when he talks to mara she creates an air bubble so right. they can speak in english right under the water outlet so they don't have telepathy anymore and that i was like oh man that i was really excited for aquaman in the movie because it has the potential to be like lord of the rings where it's this weird fantasy kingdom just below the surface and right uh really cool tolkien like some weird fantasy paperback as a movie it'd be amazing and he looks like a romance character and like 
I thought it'd be really fun. But then that one sequence where she has to like go into the air to speak, I was like, oh, that's it just makes it like a CW TV show. I think they'll probably figure something else around that. It's James Wan making it, who makes like a bunch of those blue tinged horror movies for mall kids, like Annabelle and oh, like he's a horror guy. The what is it? The The Conjuring. Sure, he created that franchise, and and I know they're eyeing him to take over the DC universe. That's an interesting choice. Even though like Patty Jenkins just killed it on Wonder Woman, they're like all eyes are on James Wan. Like, just give it to Patty. She right, like, she's, hey, she, she's right she, there. She did make, and she did make that good one. Yeah, yeah, and and Wonder Woman opened stronger than the entirety of Justice League. Right, and that's really well, interesting. The other thing I think I think is interesting is that, um, Warner Brothers is still trying to find their voice how can that be the case because they were the first in 89 with batman even before that with superman but like that's always um that's always the case is that they like they've always tried to find like they've basically they they try to find the voice and they let the director sort of run away with it which is why sure it's how you get a chris nolan right it's how you get a chris nolan but it is also how you get a joel schumacher (laughs) sure or his exciter (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting. And after Joss Whedon left Marvel because of having such like stringent creative restrictions, it's interesting they came to Warner Brothers. They must have offered him something that was pretty neat, right? I mean, well, also I'm sure that they offered him more creative freedom, so like he could bring his voice. But that's the problem is that they don't. Um, there is no sort of over. Nobody has nobody has vision. Sure, sure. As well, like an overarching vision. Yeah. Um, but I think that what happened was like sort of. I think hopefully. In the wake of Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. the other movies, um, like it, like Wonder Woman, essentially sort of re- represents a reboot of the DC universe. Sure, in a way that hopefully the other movies will um, catch up on, and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm faithful for that. And the, the the thing about Justice League being sort of a misstep is it is in it is half in it's in each world like it i'm sure it was originally developed when the old when you know when yeah, yeah. when the when the previous ones were done and they decided that they were going to change course halfway yeah. through so they just um so they had they had to do missteps here and there and it's, that's thematically interesting because it's half and half where it's like it's like having an alter ego or right. a man of two worlds or right so with these, we were talking about like one by one with each character. So Aquaman was debuted in this universe post right. Wonder Woman reboot, and this and the newer characters I feel like are um, sort of emblematic of the new DCU, right? So Aquaman is kind of he's very fun and like quippy, like you said, mm-hmm. um, and the Flash I felt even more so. Do you want to get into the Flash? Yeah, I I liked the Flash, him being sort of the kid who is like very similar to uh, to like Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Bringing in the Marvel universe, maybe. Or, or Jimmy Olsen. Right. Or, yeah, just like yeah. sort of, uh, you know, hey, this is all fun and neat, and mm-hmm. I just got my powers, and uh, I don't know how to use them, and uh, hey, there are all these great guys. Hey, maybe I'll hang with them, and yeah, they're been, letting me hang with them. Yeah, they've been playing it narratively where uh, he's the one who's not a reluctant hero, where everyone else is a reluctant right. archetype. Right. And he's like, no, I'm in. I have no friends. This rules. You're exactly. Batman. Let's do this. And exactly. He feels like the audience. Where you're just ready to go, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he that's sort of yeah. His his role is definitely like I'm in. Let's yeah, yeah. go. This will yeah. be cool. I haven't been, uh, you know, I haven't been 
broken. <laughs> yeah, I like they address that he's never been in a fight too. Right, that's, that was also like Superman's thing in Man of Steel, which but they did it in sort of a darker way where he was sort of this pent up aggression box but flash is just untested he's like i run really fast and i push guys but i've never done battle right. so uh i don't know how useful i'm gonna be here and but the i can idea, pick up your car keys and, and drop I, them. I thought that was brilliant when um batman just was like just save some one person <sighs> that's the best part of the movie he's just like just save one person yeah and then you'll know what to do yeah, yeah. and then it, that is exactly what happened he saved one person mm-hmm then he saved another person. Yep. And he was just like, oh, I could just keep doing this. Yeah, yeah. And, like, this is our goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the most important part <laughs> like of the, the mission. the most important part of this thing is that the 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 people don't die. Yeah, yeah. And I'm making them not die. Yeah. So, um. That's so great. And like you said, they're not avenging something. They're saving people. Right. And, and Flash represents that. And it's beautiful. And now when we have another Man of Steel type scenario, Flash will be there getting everyone out of the buildings and evacuate. He's, he's a super fireman. Exactly. And that's amazing. Exactly. Like, yeah, he's just, uh, he's, he plays a very important role that is, um, that plays to his strengths totally and utterly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'll always, um, you know, sort of that's what he'll always do is like this, like I will be, so it sets him up mm. perfectly. Yeah, yeah. And he's a scientist who likes solving problems. So the the how do I save the most amount of people with the fewest amount of steps? Right, is sort of his thing too. Like how can I be the most efficient? And it's, it's amazing. So yeah. So um, uh, I guess I I really liked the Flash. Yeah, he's I like the new the new characterization of the Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. Mo- I mean, I know a lot of people give Ben Affleck crap. Oh sure. About I think they just had they just uh. They just hate Ben Affleck. Because of Daredevil, I think. I think that people are still better over Daredevil. Uh, I would not be surprised if... The, I mean, you know, they're, I think they're still... They're bitter over Gigli, I think. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, so Batfleck. This might be his uh, one of his last times as Batman, is that's, the rumor. That's what I heard. I think Flashpoint, they want to reboot to a younger Batman. And Jake Gyllenhaal right now is the rumor. That's what I've saw, seen yeah, the most Yeah, but, floating. you know... That's just a thing. Like, I like the I, idea of a I young wouldn't Batman, be, though. you know, they'll probably pick up somebody who nobody knows. Yeah. That would be my guess, would yeah. be they pick up somebody who's like, uh, or like, 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 like a gal. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's like, what a, I like. Because they, um, because like Gal, you sh- nobody knew who she was. Yeah, yeah. And she wound up being the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, just like Reeve. Exactly. Yeah. So why not? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, why not go for that? Like, why not give that a chance? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe he's going to pass on the mantle. You think it'll be like a Terry McGinnis kind of thing? Maybe. I wish that I, I think that they're doing Flashpoint as a movie, right? That's still the plan, and that re, that at the end of that you can reboot the whole thing if you want to, right? And they could even like play with time a little bit, so they could have an, like a younger Batman before he made all these mistakes, before he started drinking, before he killed right. Superman. They could do all that. I wish they didn't. I hope they don't. Yeah, you don't want them to restart. Another um, pet peeve of mine is: Does there always have to be time travel? <laughs> Flash, in particular, is like intrinsically in that now. And right. When I was a kid, that wasn't the case. Exactly, it wasn't like, Doctor yeah, Who. It was just, um, it was more, you know, hey, um, there's Captain Boomerang. I've got to fight him. Yeah, yeah, exactly, um, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's never, but now, yeah, like he's like. It, They've inv- they've thrown in all this science and he can travel time and bend space and you're like and go through walls which is that was kind of fun silver agey but every once in a while he yeah. should have like a nosebleed afterwards that should be pretty hard right yeah he it have should to take be. a nap afterwards yeah I, I loved that but I was I remember seeing that in the uh, the yeah the old school um, flash 
cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Like him and Kid Flash would periodically, they go, he can vibrate through walls. And then we were always like, what? (laughs) (laughs) How how do you make any threat credible now? What? Like, how, what? But but I do, I thought it was really cool. Um, And I was glad (laughs) that he could do it. But like, you know, other like Silver Agey things that I, uh, I, um, like I like that I, I prefer that kryptonite not be like radioactive and giving people cancer just be like rocks that like people could find anywhere and use against Superman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I like because it, it explains why Lex doesn't just wear a, like a kryptonite ring at all times. Right. So that's why they did that. Right. Yeah. Um, and um, <laughs> do you know about um, the the it's I, I think it's kind of obscure. The Wonder Woman weak weakness. Uh, no, no. It is. um if Wonder Woman is tied up by a man, oh, uh, <laughs> then she becomes vulnerable. Why? Then she loses. Why? She loses her powers. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! That is like an old. Oh no! Yeah, that is like from that era. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> well, that that the creative team of Wonder Woman is like really spectacularly kinky, so that right. that makes a lot of sense. That's fun. <laughs> so yeah, so that yeah, that just sort of plays into the whole. BDSM yeah. uh, origins of Superman, of, Su- of Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's good. Um, yeah, yeah. Although, and also, like, I, it would have been nice to see Starro. Oh, I would have loved that. It was like a, who's the guy who made District 9? Neil Blomkamp? Yeah, Bloomcom. Yeah, yeah. If he had made, like, a creepy Starro. Like in the yeah, that been amazing because that was the first villain for the Justice League. Like exactly, that's why I'm bringing it up. And it would have been great if he could have like Star Wars spored a bunch of C-list heroes, and they had to fight them the whole movie. Right, and then at the end they free them, and that's the new Justice League. There's like 30 new. Right, then they could just bring all these people in. Like, oh, here's Doctor Fate and Metamorpho right. and, and Plastic here's Man. Blue Beetle yeah. and uh, you know. It's just to show how big the world is. Here's the Guardian in Our Man. And... Yeah, yeah. Oh, Our Man is <laughs> snorting Miraclo. Right. In the Zack Snyder universe. It's like, is an Adderall fiend. Uh, so, yeah. So, Flash was great. Cyborg was a new addition. Yeah. And let's talk about Cyborg and his new... They used the Jeff Johns, Jim Lee kind of new story. But I... Um, yeah, I... You know, I like Cyborg. Like, he's like one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. He's always been one of my favorite characters, and um, I was very, I was glad when I saw him there. It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, but, but he was a Teen Titan. How does that happen? How does that work? It's <laughs> so funny because DC clearly doesn't have any people of color that are in the the universe. They're like, we right. cyborg. So he's in every team, and when we need him, he's a Teen Titan. And he's, and he's he's twelve. He's thirteen. But when he's in Justice League, he's twenty two. Right. And like he's just they forget that they own other characters. It's, it's embarrassing. Right. They I get, could, they, I would have loved Steel so much. Not that we need to like trade a black guy for a black guy, but right. I think Steel's amazing. Black Lightning. Black Lightning is amazing. Um, and the idea that diversity is just black and white people is hilarious too. Right. Like, yeah. Well, you know, they did whole. Uh, you know, the 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 um the super friends mm-hmm. later, you know, embraced their yeah, uh, yeah. and brought in Apache, Apache Chief, Chief and Samurai and, and Samurai and El Dorado. And <laughs> but Cyborg was fun. He he's a lot of ways the entry point character for this because he's right. he's half them, half us. He's half human and then half apocalyption. Right. And uh, and so he um. Yeah, he definitely, and he's one of those guys. He's like he just got his powers and he's finding his footing, but he's uh, he is reluctant mm-hmm. as opposed to the Flash, who has recently got his powers and just finding his footing and 
totally into it. Yeah, yeah. I like I like that he's RoboCop. That was pretty fun. Exactly. Yeah, that sort of RoboCop idea. Yeah, they didn't really play off like his powers didn't really come into play that much. I guess he was able to dislodge the mother boxes at the end. But right. mostly he's just a cell phone, right? He's the Justice League. It's how they'll contact each other. He's the tech guy. He's he's the engineer from the authority. Right. Yeah. He's the guy that sort of, yeah, just sort of facilitates everything around. So speaking of cell phone, I'm going to go answer a text message that I got. Let's okay. take a break and hear from our sponsors at Luther Corps. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, that's an obscure weakness of Wonder Woman that, that doesn't that people. I love that. It was a tr- poly triad that created that, which is my favorite part, where it's William Moulton Marston and then also his wife and their girlfriend. Right. And they're all like had the same kind of like sexy influences. And, right. Yeah. Yeah, there's a movie about it. Oh, yeah. It's like, right. I've heard movie. that it's not great, but yeah, but like that idea, and I was like, yeah, they don't. They don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, there was a, some DC like behind the scenes book that I bought a few years ago, and they had a photo of the three of them, and it was like Doctor Marston, his wife, and their good friend. Like, yeah, yeah all right. <laughs> and then another one was like their secret lover, and it was like a Christmas card of the three of them. Like, I don't think it's that secret. Right. Like their kids. If they're are having, the photo. if there are Christmas cards involved, <laughs> yeah, yeah. how secret can it really be? They're just like trying to be like they should have been ashamed more than they were. Like, right. It's right. So funny. Like the guy who ran Clifton's. Have you heard of that story? No, no. Because the guy who ran Clifton's cafeteria, Clifton. The one in downtown. Yeah. Oh. Um, he was an interesting guy. Like he apparently Clifton, his father ran a, a, like a whole um, series of them, <laughs> and he. Wouldn't can his, his his son came up with this and it was he was this idea that like people would just be able to pay whatever it was that they could oh, wow. and um and he also hated the corruption of the LAPD oh, and cool. um the so he made this thing and during the depression he literally it was literally whatever you could pay that's what we will um you know you whatever you can pay was a prefix yeah call. it was no it wasn't prefix it was literally oh. what you could eat you you know go and have your your food but pay whatever you can afford wow and um and the LAPD kept trying to like get him on things and get him on things um and they never were able to uh get enough dirt on him but he had a he had a mistress mm. and he loved his wife and he loved his mistress and he loved both loved them both very much. Mm-hmm. And his wife said, you know, her or me, and he tried to kill himself. Oh wow. And she realized, you know, that if she, if she wanted to have him in his in her life, that she was gonna have to live with this whole situation. Yeah. So she did. Oh wow. Um and like they would like go on vacations together and That's this cool. and that. But the and but the other thing is um, sh- uh, the mistress, like Clifton, set up the mistress with a um, a business, and she was a pioneer in sex toys. That's amazing. That's amazing. What <laughs> a bunch of heroes all the way around, <laughs> feeding the hungry and so plugging she, the unplugged. <laughs> like she, pli- she pioneered. Like yeah, she became like this very rich. She became very successful. Like selling what was referred to at the time as marital aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. The world's amazing, you guys. <laughs> Talk about a Justice League. Right. Just when you hear about awful things, there's every, every once in a while, you know, you hear something, yeah, something nice squeaks through. Oh, so cool. I'm going to use the bathroom. <laughs> sure, sure. We'll be back. And it's like a will. post-credit scene. Exactly. Post-credit scene. <laughs> 
Ooh. Yay, comics. Do you have uh, more shows to Casey's? Cool, cool. She's right up. Yeah. And then I think that's it for today. Cool, cool. And this will go up next, right? Yeah, yeah, so I gotta get those bios to you quick. Cool, cool. Unless you want me to do the movie, which you also need to give me the bio for. Oh, sure, sorry. I think I might have to fuck you. God, fucking shit. It. Piece of shit. <laughs> that's cool. So, yeah, what's, what's been going on? Oh, fucking just desperately poor. Like, desperately, you, you desperately just, poor. Didn't you just sell an idea? <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, rents a lot of money. I make a bunch, I make like a thousand bucks, and then I give it to my landlord, and then I just pray for 30 more it. days. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I feel you on that. Sorry. Yeah. What about Mackenzie? Is she like pulling it in? No, no, she's Not the same yet. way. It's pretty she's hard. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, yeah. I got a, some stuff that's like happening, but I haven't gotten checks for it yet. So it's always the weird right. thing of like, oh, I'm working for DC and Warner Brothers and Archie and blah, 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 and then yeah. like, but it's nothing not, to show it's for not it. Coming in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm with that. Stressful as fuck. It's right. pretty. It's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. So this is your main gig, right? No. Okay, I thought no, like. No, I couldn't survive on this. Sure, sure. I do this for fun. What else do you do? My main my main gig is, I mean, obviously I freelance yeah. write stuff, write, direct, produce, edit, just like just like everybody else here. Mm-hmm. Um, my what actually pays the bills is court reporting. I had no idea. Yeah, so I go and I do audio court reporting, and uh, it's a rough deal because like over Thanksgiving my. My now girlfriend is like. Oh, congratulations! Oh, I, thank you. Uh, she, he, she's like, eh, I told my dad about you, and I was like, What did he say? And she's like, mm, You're not the ideal candidate. What the fuck? That's not a cool thing to convey to you. I mean, points for honesty. <laughs> like, just so you know, my dad said he doesn't like you. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he was basically like, What does he do? And she's like, He does court reporting and podcasting, and he's in LA. <laughs> he's like, So he hasn't grown up. And that was just like, yeah, because oh. you know, court reporting is a young man's game. Also right. Every just little more, kid, it's more about cowboy the pod, or the podcasting. And like, right. He runs the Meltdown Comics podcast now. <laughs> That's awesome. You run something. Right. What's your dad right. do? Oh, no. He, I mean, he's been dead for a long, long time. Oh. I thought you said that she's. Oh, what's her dad doing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that's my dad. Oh, oh yeah. he, he is a pediatrician. Very, oh, okay. a very well-established, well-paid pediatrician. Boring. Yeah. Who needs babies? Uh, what a selfish job. Except, right. Except that, <laughs> except that, like, he's able to support both his old family of four children and his new family of... of well, children. call him on that, then. Be like, they still only have one family, you dick. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's exactly what I should do. That's how you should thanks, meet thanks him. For, yeah. Thanks for the advice. Thank, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. That'll be $5. Right. At least I honored my... My oath, the, you know, yeah. the vows I took, I, I honored I them. I didn't lie to that's God. Really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's hard. <laughs> then I have to go and be like, I'm, I'm ne- I'll never betray your daughter, sir. <laughs> well, you won't. You're like, unlike some people, yeah, yeah, I yeah. honor my vows. Oh. I honor my promises. <laughs> if I marry cool. somebody, I stay married. Right. That's, amazing. <laughs> yeah. that's amazing. That's a good point. <laughs> All right. You ready? All right, and we're back. We're back. Speaking of cyborg, uh, let's continue this conversation in uh, this digital medium called podcasting. Um, Yeah, actually, at one point uh, a while ago, I actually commissioned a a sketch of cyborg by um, 
not George Romero, George Perez. Oh yeah, he's the best. Yeah, um, and he, I think he was the guy who created Cyborg. Uh, Marv originally. Wolfman and him. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, him yeah, and Marv Wolfman. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah, Cyborg's great. I love all the RoboCop genre kind of stuff. I love the, is he more man or machine kind of drama. It's right. really fun. That's Yeah, why another one of my favorites is Deathlock. I always loved him. Deathlock's the best. <laughs> yeah, so Cyborg was cool in this. He was sort of just there for this mission, it felt like, though, because he's has the mother box connection. So I don't know what volume two is going to have in store for him. Well, you know, the, you know, it's the idea of like, oh, well, he's, you know, he's sort of gotten a taste of what, he can do mm-hmm. and that maybe he isn't so alone and maybe he will work better together you know him in the very end of it he he gave uh he gave flash the fist bump oh yeah that yeah. That, that, that flash kept trying to get from him yeah he's like oh sorry uh weird racially charged weird that's so funny <laughs> and they tried it again he's like no no okay that's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah cyborg's an interesting guy because in this incarnation he's not like built by his father it's not human technology right it's this it's this weird MacGuffin-y, whatever it needs to be, space evolving tech, which I find way less compelling because there's no rules to it. Right. And like at one point he was programmed to kill Superman. Like he started attacking Clark when he appeared out of nowhere. And then that never happens again. And it never happened with any other character. And that's weird. It is weird. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, they they, they had to bring him in or they decided that that like basically his piece was that he was going to have to be the guy who... um took the box out yeah i wish they had given more lip service to the idea that justice league wants to protect people even uh villains and cyborg has the potential to be a great villain because he's infected by this evil alien tech right and he's really angry at his dad and he's really bitter about the world and, and like he everything he loves which is like athletics was taken away from him because he has no human body anymore right so he could he's almost dr doom he's like one step away and then wonder woman meets him in the shadows and it's like hey buddy i'm different too things are weird we all want to join my book club it's called the justice league and he becomes a hero so they stopped a villain before he ever started and that could be a whole movie right that's a really compelling it's true it is yeah it is um but they didn't do that this time yeah they're just like hey you're a robot want to hit something and like there's such a deeper thematic interesting thing with with cyborg well that's unfortunately i think that's one of the other things is um they because, but everybody's fighting for this higher ideal. But mm-hmm. the reason why, uh, you know, one of the things that it kind of leaves in the dust is um, a little more complexity uh, character wise. Yeah. 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 But, um, you know, it's still sort of made up because, you know, but everything now is just so like laden with uh, cynicism and being jaded. And so when somebody makes something that's sincere, mm-hmm. uh, everybody mocks it. Yeah, when yeah, you know yeah. really that it's and even in, uh, joss whedon's kind of guilty of that and that like yes. he mocks it by having the characters be too flippant about dangerous situations exactly and and it feels like it's almost making fun of you for watching it exactly yeah i mean and that's what i think that's what everybody loves about him but like it's what i have now grown weary of it makes dumb people feel smart exactly when they can laugh at the thing that they just paid to get into They're yeah like, oh, i'm better than the source material well it's always part of the whole ironic culture is that like i can um, I can laugh at this and I can, I, I can, you know, quote unquote, like it, but mm-hmm. I laugh at it because I have to stay detached from it yeah. and I can't actually form 
an emotional bond to yeah. anything. Deadpool's king of that. Harley Quinn's queen of that. Yeah. Always had a problem with Deadpool. And it's for a certain kind of teenager that like they don't want to admit how moved they are by the medium of superhero comics. Exactly. But they want to still like them and not get made fun of. So that's what Joss Whedon does for you too. He's like, oh, it's not, and it's not really a movie. Like Ben Affleck's winking at you. Like right. Yeah. So now that um, you know, now with the success of Deadpool, do you think they're going to bring in Lobo? Oh man, I hope I hope so. I've had yeah 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 yeah. Oh my gosh, because Mar- Lobo just exists to like riff on Marvel, so that would be right. actually kind of a good move if they were like making fun of Deadpool with Lobo, and then he gets even more popular. Yeah. So, and then the first villain that was created in this post uh, Snyder universe was Steppenwolf, which we right. referred to earlier. Right. Uh, which is not a very iconic popular no. guy. No kids are running around playing a Steppenwolf for Halloween. Well, he was, um, uh, you know, he was, he's one of the new gods. He's one of, like, he was, I actually believe that he was named after the Herman Hesse novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that, like, you know, that, that, um, yeah, so he was named because Jack Kirby loved that book. Yeah, yeah. So he <laughs> named, the so new, he named him Steppenwolf. The new gods are sort of uh, impenetrable to me as a new DC person. Like if I was going in like blind, I remember when I was a kid and I encountered the new gods. Right. They're so much harder to understand than the Justice League or than Superman and Lex or something. Yeah. They're a lot more complicated. Like where are they from? What is their goal? We never really talk about his relationship to Darkseid or to Orion or to the High Father. There's none of that like operatic Jack Kirby stuff in this. There's just the iconography there's just visuals. Right. Which is still fun. It's still yeah but I and I think and it sets the stage though for for it to come up later, yeah. Um, which hopefully they will do. I don't. I'm. I'm going to disagree with that because I think it's so boring right now. Maybe later on it would have been great to build to it, but like the meta narrative of that is that the Justice League they form as just crime fighters, and then the the longer they stay around, the more they actually become like the old gods. Right. We have them interact with these characters called the new gods, who are very mythological feeling and so the idea there's like superman is probably going to become one of them and earth is really important because it's probably going to create the next new god right and and like superman will take his place in mythology and become like a her he's from a little farm boy to like the new hercules or something right and that's that's interesting and a long form thing but not for your first movie that was a really weird choice or it's yeah it's or but it could be like a thing where like you know they're just sort of setting it up a little bit yeah. And setting it up just, and, you know, just bringing in an alien invasion. I would have liked the idea. I wish that at the end of Suicide Squad, when the Joker broke out Harley Quinn, he blew up the whole uh, prison and all of the villains flooded into the streets, like 50 DC bad guys. Oh, this is one of those things. And the Justice League formed to fight that. In both the Marvel and DC universes, mm-hmm. the prison system has... The worst security system. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like in Batman when it's it's because it's a it's everybody's a, a, escaping it's an asylum. Everybody's escaping all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. But we saw Joker. He broke in and just took Harley. But if if you saw like then King Shark comes out and Penguin right. and like uh, the KGB, like a swarm of of colorful, interesting baddies played right. by human beings and not CGI characters, right? In lieu of parademons, well, except for um. Gorilla Crime Boss. Oh, Gorilla Crime uh, That'd be amazing. <laughs> no, no. Gorilla Crime Boss. Okay. Okay. They have the jail apes. No. <laughs> okay, so Gorilla Crime Boss is like a legit Silver Age Batman villain. He wore like a pinstripe suit, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And the thing was, he spent a lot of time 
watching gangster movies uh, as all the monkeys do um i guess he was like a he was like a lab monkey and <laughs> they he watched a lot of he watched a lot of tv and because he watched a lot of tv he watched a lot of gangster movies and he became uh this crime but this like you so know good. living caricature of a of so a good. of a gangster and he eventually like became a supervillain and got, became a crime boss and he was yeah gr- and they called him gorilla crime boss i love that i feel like you get a lot of moms on board because it's about violence in the media right turning into a villain so there you go although the gorilla up. thing is um can be problematic oh gorilla grod so good <laughs> although i love gorilla yeah gorilla grod he's he is like, he's having played by andy dick have andy dick to the voice of the gorilla crime boss <laughs> And I've sold a million tickets. Uh, yeah, that would be good. It'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. Yeah. So I just wish that there were more bad guys. I guess I wish Legion of Doom. Uh, this, this whole film, to me, even though I dug it, it felt like uh, it was an apology for the last movie I saw, and then a commercial for the next movie I'm going to see. Right. It's but it feel like the, its own movie. Yeah. And even a little bit. I feel like it should have been made for free and put on Bet- on BitTorrent as a promotional thing. Like it didn't feel like something I should pay sixteen dollars at the ArcLight Theater for, right? You know, it felt like this weird promotional tool and not like a film. Well, and you should get Movie Pass. That was weird. Yeah, <laughs> that's our new sponsor. That's all for free at the premiere. It was awesome. I got a Coke <laughs> and popcorn. Yeah, and free popcorn. It was amazing. Um, oh yeah. So the villain, we're, Steppenwolf. You, you're more into the new gods than I am. Were you excited yeah. to see him? Well, you know, of course I have. I, there, I, there's always a. Um, a soft spot for the new gods with me because Jimmy Olsen. I have a Jimmy Olsen podcast yeah, and a great one. Uh, and uh, Dark Side was first introduced in Jimmy Olsen, yeah, yeah. so you know all those guys were introduced in like Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> yeah, so like I yeah. right. So um, I so I'll always have like that, and it's also part of just like I love Jack Kirby mm-hmm. and a lot of the stuff that he did, and this was his like new direction away from and just like being able to create all this new stuff and the stuff sort of stuck around um dark side became a big a big deal more in the 80s mm-hmm. um and you know mr miracle he you know he got his own book yeah, and yeah. uh you know he's so, great exactly and so yeah, they all just came they they all sort of started they still permeate the universe and i like the idea that um you know sort of the when they brought in steppenwolf like yeah they 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 vaguely referenced the new gods. Mm-hmm. They vaguely referenced Dark Side. Um, but there's I, no like Vin Diesel as Orion, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but they um, they could have done that stronger. Yeah, absolutely. Or like just had some sort of, you know, like uh, like that scene in Star Wars uh, in uh, Empire where they just show the Emperor mm-hmm. with the weird. In in as the hologram, everybody would have been like, "That's Thanos, though." So I see what you're saying earlier. We were talking about how it's very similar to the Marvel stuff. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. that would be yeah. That's that's sort of the problem is that yeah, he's too close to Thanos. And, and they, yeah, I mean even you know they all are even in like design. Yeah, it's interesting how much Jack Kirby has dominated the past couple of years with like Avengers two and like Thor Ragnarok came out a minute ago and that was all Jack Kirby stuff yeah. and then this is yeah, all yeah it Jack is Kirby all interesting stuff. yeah I I've actually I was thinking just like watching like Steppenwolf I'm like uh, he's a Kirby guy I'm like hello yeah. I'm like wait like so like Kirby so like all the movies are just gonna do Kirby stuff now yeah, that's amazing <laughs> I was like yeah I, I was like okay go that's you know it. I'm glad let's get a uh, um, Newsboy Legion movie going I'm really sorry that uh, he's not around to see it. Yeah, he, he would have lost his mind probably because yeah. he had no idea. It was just a job for him. And right now, it's like dominating culture. Right, it's so funny. Um, you know, he he did 
kind of get screwed over by everybody. But uh, that's, uh, you know, I don't want to. Because he had no idea. Was, he he right. didn't know his own value. Because they had no. How yeah, could you? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and he was he was as responsible as Stan Lee for, you know, creating all of these universes. And when he went off on himself, he he, cre- you know, he still created all these universes. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, like his design and the way things looked and the way things uh, sounded. And it was just. It is astonishing. And his, yeah. you know, and it's, in, I found it interesting and great that his legacy still permeated to, to today. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Even I, the boom tubes, I was like so excited to see that they look sort of like Jack Kirby boom tubes and stuff. Like everything, they're taking visual cues from the comics as they should. It's right, awesome. Right. I just love the word boom tube. Boom tube. <laughs> and, and like, it's weird, dude, saying mother box feels so dirty. It's like the weirdest <laughs> name for something. Oh. That's oh, the best. <laughs> so I think that DC's strongest attribute is its villains, uh, way more than their heroes. I think people, no one likes any Marvel bad guys but Loki, but everybody has like 16 favorite DC bad guys. Absolutely. So I love that they ended with the Legion of Doom call out or, or whatever they're going to call it, the Injustice Society. or the, I think they're just going to call it the Secret Society probably. That was what its most current incarnation was in DC. Well, he said a league of our own. So, a, so a uh, it of, might be the Injustice League. I think that was thrown around. Uh, does anybody call themselves like in, in a, a proponent of injustice? Though? Maybe. It, I uh, think at one point er, early on, I think there was like one of the – I think in the comics, instead of Legion of Doom, mm-hmm. it was the Injustice League. Yeah, it was for sure. I just mean like saying that with a straight face in a movie seems harder. I guess they did it in Smallville and they had they spun out where it was like, we're the victims of injustice. Society is unjust. So we're the injustice. Like, I mean, I guess, you know, but then again, also, you have to remember um, in Avengers, they, they got to say Avengers Assemble, which I think is probably the single most clumsy <laughs> phrase. <laughs> it was one of those things where it's like, oh, this looked better written down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So we have Deathstroke being the, the teased big bat. Right. He's going to be in the next Batman film, I hear. Now, Deathstroke plan. is also, he's one of my, he's another one of my favorites. Cool. I loved him. Why is that? Um, I just thought he looked cool. Yeah. 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 And I was I'll reading, I was reading Teen Titans at the time and he was a big, villain in Teen Titans. You mentioned Perez earlier. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so that was one of the first books that I started to really, really, like, get into. And, um, yeah, he first showed up there. So, although I'm sure now that I've said it, somebody else will tell me. No, no, you're right. Someone will email you and tell you why he made a... Actually. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, actually, the well actually people. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right, you're right. So, yeah. It's funny coming from Steppenwolf to Deathstroke because yes. he's a guy with some swords, right? After like fighting the devil incarnate, so that was sort of a weird build up for me. But, but I guess the, it's the idea of the team, right? Well, it's the the idea, and also it sort of brings it back to humanity, mm-hmm. um, because you know eventually it's like okay, well we have all these like superhumans against all these like larger than life villains, yeah. It kind of takes it away from, like it's like it, people can't necessarily relate to it because yeah, yeah. it's all these like you know it's basically like the Greek myth. Yeah, yeah. Um, but by having human um, villains, it brings it back down to humanity. I agree with that. And there's kind of no continuity between Batman v Superman and this movie with Lex, right? Because Lex summoned Steppenwolf. In BVS, they revealed at the end, he like rang the dinner bell and blah, 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 blah. And they don't address that at all in this movie. And then 
I know there's a point in BVS where like the Flash invades Batman's dream and shows him a future nightmare, and then he was like Lois Lane. It was always Lois Lane. So I guess they addressed that in this when Superman's going crazy and they summon Lois to calm him down. Right. So I, I guess that's a little bit maybe. of continuity. They see. That's why I think maybe they're dealing with a reboot mm-hmm. um, because they're. It's not really. It doesn't. It's not really that connected to Batman v Superman. So it's a, it's almost an alternate universe that Flash created in that moment. Right. right. Well. So I wonder if they'll ever do address that and have like the old universe kept going and it became Owlman and Ultraman and all that. And then the, this new bright and shiny one will have to encounter that. You love Batman with his, or Superman with a mustache versus the new Superman. And right. Kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I guess I can live with Earth 1 and Earth 2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we should address the mustache in the room too, by the way. People want to hear this because Superman, Henry Cavill had a mustache during filming for all the reshoots because he left the film to go work on Mission Impossible 6 for Paramount, and he had to have a mustache. It was in his contract that he had a certain facial hair he had to maintain. And they call, Warner Brothers called him back for all the weed in reshoots, and uh, Paramount said that they would sue him if he shaved. So they forced Warner Brothers to just digitally remove his facial hair, which is just this weird 70s porn stash. Right. And so they shot 70s porn stash Superman, which I want on the DVD more than I want to live another day. Yes. And... Uh, so they CGI'd it all out in the movie, of and course. a lot of fans claim that they can really tell. I have friends who are like, "It was super distracting. His upper lip looks like uh, the Uncanny Valley nonsense." Okay, I couldn't tell. Why are you so involved with Henry Cavill's upper lip? I think that's it's, <laughs> it answers itself. Frankly, that's right. my, my separate podcast. Like, if you're spending so much time, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, it's you're 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 having issues. Hilarious. I, yeah, it's just like. See, actually, also, like, I think one of the reasons why Justice League gets a lot of the crap that it gets yes, is because love to hate this. is wow. that um, I think that there is a um, predilection to hate DC movies because you're yes. a Marvel person. Yeah. Why is that? I feel like whenever anyone tries to make you choose between two things, it's because they're trying to sell you something. Right. And like the answer is you could just like both of them or none of them. Right. You can just. But they're not like competition. Exactly. You shouldn't. I mean, you know, when I was heavy into comics yeah. in like the 80s and 90s, um, DC was starting to like branch out. Like I, you know, there was the John Byrne Superman mm-hmm. and Batman Year One yeah. and Launch of Vertigo. Right. Yeah. And Dark Side. Um, and I'm sorry, the Dark Knight trilogy and um, uh, people who, like, there were people who just liked. Um, Marvel and like that, you know, that basically they worshipped at the feet of the X-Men and that was that. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the the general term was Marvel Zombie, yeah. which later became a comic yeah, yeah, in yeah. and of itself. And DC drone, I heard that occasionally <laughs> too. It's funny that they don't lean into their strengths because DC's strengths have always been out of continuity uh, evergreen projects. Like Dark Knight Returns is a book that I read when I was maybe like 11 and right. then I read once a year still, and I give to new people, and they're like, I don't like comics. And I go, eh, I think you might. And then I give them that, and they right. love it. Or things like Super, All-Star Superman, uh, books that are out of continuity that are still just gorgeous and right. just on their own. And even and stuff Marvel, like um, like Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. Watchmen's a great example. So, these, right. so the movies could have always been that, and they've always succeeded, having like individual self-contained things. And Marvel does not do that there aren't marvel books that you could give a new reader and be like here's an evergreen fantastic thing right out of continuity you don't need to read 90 books to read it marvel does the best job in the world on monthlies 
they they're really compelling. They keep you hooked. Marvel zombies are there every Wednesday at nine a.m. to exactly. buy the new books. Exactly, they're there to yeah, they're but there to no buy the books. Novels but Marvel. there's no, you know, but if there are graphic novels, like yeah, they're not, they're few and far between. And yeah. um, you know, do they still do annuals? Uh, occasionally, but uh, like the the people are going to be screaming at the podcast right now. But there are great Marvel stories, but they're always like you have to have read fifteen other comics yeah. to lead up to it. That's one of the reasons why I stopped reading was because you couldn't just read one book yeah, you have to read and it'd be okay run. you have to read like eight books and you're just like you know you have to like take out a loan mm-hmm. to uh to to get all these books and you're just like yeah. <sighs> like the, the kree scroll war is cool if you read the previous three years of avengers and care about all those characters and know right. who they are and... right whereas the original kree scroll scroll wars was like it just was pretty much it was fairly self-contained mm-hmm. in like one or two books and then that was that and you, yeah, yeah. you know but now yeah now there's like you know, like if anything happens big in X Men, like it goes across. You have to do like X Men, X Factor, yeah, yeah. you know, New Mutants, and all this other stuff, and then you have to, um, yeah, you just have to like keep up so much. Yeah, and one thing Marvel has maybe is Secret Wars or Infinity Gauntlet, those stories that were just like designed to sell action figures, right? But still, in those characters, there isn't heavy characterization. So unless you come with emotions about She Hulk. You don't get to know who she is and care about her. Right. Whereas in like Dark Knight Returns, like if you never met Green Arrow before, you still get who he is and you love him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then so and they were really at that time, they were really branching out with um, giving their characters more humanity. Sure. Um, and it just they, they just made more compelling stories. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, like the only I think the only big tube I, cl- I collected Thor because of um, Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, the Simonson run. Yeah. Um, which I, yeah, I still have love, love that story. <laughs> Wished, wish they could bring it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wish that like somehow that that storyline could happen. Whenever Hemsworth gets too big for his britches, right? Get a CGI in a Beta Ray Bill. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, we, yeah, we got, you know, we have, we have Andy Serkis ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on speed dial, you chump. <laughs> yeah. And he'll play B- Beta Ray Bill in a heartbeat. <laughs> We've already got the models, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I hope that's true. Um, yeah, that that and the frog. Um, the frog, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the frog. Frog. Um, <laughs> so the um, but and so I, was, I, I collected Thor and Doctor Strange. That oh, cool. was it. Uh, everything else pretty much was. Um, everything else was pretty much DC, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of different things were happening. Yeah, they had like you know Batman Year One mm-hmm. and. Um, Superman year one and it was just it was they were the stories were getting more and more interesting mm-hmm. um, and uh, there was Crisis on Infinite Earths which yeah, I yeah. thought was a much deeper story than um, than Secret Wars mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um, and you know then there was the new universe which imploded in on itself <laughs> but it was fun it was fun yes sure kickers inc uh, <laughs> it's the next movie franchise super football team kickers inc. yeah 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 so i wish that dc would sort of lean into that what they're good at which is right. telling stories that are for uh, maybe older teenagers who want to feel like they're mature for reading comics which is there's nothing wrong with that exactly and they're like hey mom it's a little bit darker than you think and then marvel's like the really fun bright and shiny happy stuff right and but, that's sort of the yeah that's been sort of the role that it, that they've been playing is like they are have been this like you know hey we're like the fun uncle yeah yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. we're the fun uncle of comic books and yeah, um yeah. and uh dc becomes like the um 
like the 50s dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> DC is like Sunday school. It feels like very operatic and sort of right. a little bit removed, but like really interesting. And- right. And yeah, the stories are still good and they're compelling, but they're they are different than the fun uncle story. Yeah, it's Sunday school versus like Degrassi High, which is right. what Marvel is, where it's like every week there's something cool happening, but then you'll forget within eight days. Right. And they, uh, yeah. And also like, you know, they, and everybody's like there's sometimes the um, the intersquabbling just is not um, is it, you get tired of it. Yeah. Do you feel that way with team stories in general? Because I always feel like it's weird to have four guys or like in Justice League it was like five or six teaming up on one bad guy at the end. It feels like bullies. Like, that's why I love the Injustice League, because I like when there are more villains than bad guys. Right. Batman's always fun that way, because there's a million thugs, and how's he going to get out of this situation? But, like, I, yeah, the having a bunch of jocks punch a guy at the same time is well, really weird. Well, you know, he was... But but then again, they made it very clear mm-hmm. how powerful he was. Yeah. And that basically everybody, um, before Superman showed up, like, everybody really, really struggled with him, with, you know, Stephen Wolf and how powerful he was. So, and there were always all those bugs all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The CGI swarm. There was that thing that didn't pay off at all with the little girl who, like, her city was being invaded by those parademons, and she finds, she, like, goes for the bug spray because she's brave. The Russian one? Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, that never pays off. Yeah, I, I would have loved if she went and she stood in front of her family and pulled out the pepper, the, the bug spray to spray them, and then Clark shows up behind her and heat vision blasts. Then she has her eyes closed, and she opens her eyes, and she thinks that she destroyed the entire army of parademons, and then he, he left her think that and flies away. I would have loved some sort of, like, playing with humanity that way. Right. Yeah, it would, be, it would have been great. They set up a lot of things that don't—nothing happens later. I don't know if it's just because the director left and the new one didn't realize that that happened, or— I know they cut an hour out of the film, which is insanity. Oh, by the way, uh, I know it's insanity, but so thankful. The first, you don't want a three-hour movie? Uh, I, like, <laughs> yeah— I don't need three hour. I movies. want the Zack Snyder cut. I want the three hour version. I want the mustache version. I'm gonna buy 19 Blu-rays of <laughs> well, this movie. I, I, I'm like, I kind of liked it. I'm gonna spend a thousand dollars when the DVD right, comes out. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's how it works. Yeah, God you know, plus like you know, that's that's basically what kept the Star Wars, the Star Trek franchise going. <laughs> Was there like, hey, we're gonna make a crappy version? Oh man, I hate this movie. I'll buy a t-shirt. I'm only gonna see it four times. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> so your verdict overall on this movie, you would recommend it overall. To, let's go for two things. Would you recommend it to a nerd, a DC nerd, and to a regular person? I would recommend it to both. Really? Yeah. Okay. Why is that? Um. Well, the. I mean, you know, the the thing that Zack Snyder is really good at is spectacle sure. and visual. Sure. And there's a lot of that in this. Yeah. So, like, that's what the normal, that's what the, the normie or <laughs> mundane, that's what they used to call them. <laughs> the mundane, I like that. The mundane. Your high school sounds fun. Uh, and they, um, like, that's the one that they would like. Like, that's the kind of thing that they would like. They like to go to a movie, they sure. like to see cars blow up, sure, sure. and that's, you know, people shooting each other, and they yeah, like that. Yeah. But um, for the DC nerd, mm. like, it, you know, brings in Steppenwolf. What <laughs> <Sure. laughs> do you have to say, man? Jim right, Wilson's it's like, fan. hey, you have to be, like, do you know how too in touch you have to be to pull out Steppenwolf? I like that. Speaking of being in touch with comics, your podcast is amazing, and it, I recommend it much. to everybody, uh, normies, what it, right. mundanes, mundanes, as well as DC drones, uh, but it's if you're a hardcore comic book fan, it's the best thing in the world. Could you please, sir, tell us where people could find your podcast? Sure. Um, we are on... The Stitcher and... <laughs> like the kids. The Stitcher. Right, right, we're on The Stitcher and 
the Google Play mm-hmm. and the Apple Podcasts, and we are Superman's Other Pals. Mm-hmm. And you can find us at Other Pals Pod all over the place. And if you like Justice League, then you like Jimmy Olsen. You don't know it yet, but all these right. characters who were amazing in this movie appeared first in Jimmy Olsen. And my friend Gary here is going to tell you. In fact, maybe exactly. not. Maybe not Cyborg. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but all the good ones like Steppenwolf, right? <laughs> so go listen to this podcast. It's the best thing ever. And yeah, uh, I, and it's me and my fourteen-year-old uh, daughter. We discuss. Um, you know, this Silver Age comic through like a modern day lens. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we're <laughs> the most recent one. Um, my L Plum, my daughter, uh, did under duress. What was uh, she like on Novocaine after a uh, no tooth? Canal? It's because, like, the f- okay, just I'll give you the title of the first one. All right. And it was um, Jimmy Olsen, Chief Super Duper. Oh no! And so oh, no. he goes back in time to be with Native Americans. Oh my racism, <laughs> senseless tingling! What a great Thanksgiving episode! <laughs> All right. Well, on that note of unadulterated hate, yes. And a big, big thank you to Meltdown Comics. As always, you are our Justice League. I love all you employees. There, you're great. Uh, they're at seventy five twenty two Sunset Boulevard in the old Hollywood, California. Big shots, those guys. Hollywood. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Super Friends with Eric Esquivel.